Hello, and welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me is Dan. Hello, Dan. Oh, hello. Um, I was not making <laughs> urgent news sounds. Um, this just in. Two white men <laughs> record films. a podcast. Oh, God. It's unbelievable. You won't believe what happens next. Do they talk about independent film? Or do they oh, talk about you. just everything? <laughs> How their day was. <laughs> the monotony of life. <laughs> no. So, yes, hi, this is an independent filming review show. We're going to talk about films here. And more specifically, we're going to talk about independent short films. Because guess what it is today, Dan? A short films episode. Long films, get out. That's right. Hit the road, Jack. And by Jack, I mean films that are longer than 40 minutes. 45, but yes. 45. Thank you so much. <laughs> so we watched three films today. Dan, we watched Marty and Doug's New Religion, the full cut release. I wouldn't say uncut, but it is the movie version. Uh, we watched another film called Survivor from this year. And a another film that is in the, the Festival Sarkat right now, I See Her. I See Her. Yeah. Not I See Her. I, I see, see Her. her. I See Her is when someone scrapes their knee. <laughs> Does that joke work? Yeah. Uh, Alrighty, guys. So I See Her. Um, oh, by the way, I'm going to take over here as Jared for a minute. Um, Thank because God. Because these are short films, we typically do not follow our normal trajectory of spoiler-free question and answer round. We yeah, just go yeah, yeah. straight into the films because they are too short for us to, to care about format. Um. That's right. <laughs> I call it the meat and potatoes meat, take on yes. reviewing film. Enough inside baseball podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about I See Her. So I See Her is about a woman who is apparently in a forced marriage. At least that's what the synopsis says. And there's very obvious signs of abuse. And it's about this woman who who has like this kind of what if fantasy almost. I didn't pick that up from watching the film that this woman was in an arranged marriage it was it was in the the text i gotcha i gotcha that isn't a little more interesting like context but i don't think it's necessary no, to no, enjoy the film not. especially at the end whenever you get like the the rolling text where it's like it, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's it was if it was arranged or not we have this lady who is just kind of minding her own business and she's living right next to this other woman and they're they're in these like a little they're not duplexes. They're like little apartments that are all connected mm. together, like little apartment houses, I guess. And they have these strips of yard that kind of just go yeah. in Shotgun in this style. like, uh, yeah, yeah, this like little line of yard that they get. It's not not a lot. And she goes out there sometimes to drink her coffee and just, you know, get some fresh air. And then her neighbor will come out. She'll hear noises that sound like definitely abuse or fighting or something. And then the neighbor will come out and she will go and cut these like white roses. Yeah. And she's just kind of like trying to keep herself busy. It's very obvious. She doesn't want to be inside. Right. Because when she's inside, bad things happen. So the, the whole fantasy aspect Dan was alluding to is this woman really wants to do something, but she's afraid of what could happen to her and, you know, meddling with other people's lives and having to deal with, 
the significant other, which I am going to strongly assume is a man. Yes. Because <laughs> usually in domestic violence, it is. Uh, and I think this film is really, really good. Yes. The the thing that sold it for me is whenever they meet and they touch, and then that yes. whole editing sequence, I'm like, yes. Oh. So that's the film right there. Like it, the like flash forward to like life that's better than like it's like look at all this great living you could be doing. Narratively speaking, what you just said, like the flash the flash forward to, to a life that's better, that's awesome and that's that's telling of the story and that's what the story's about. But I'm talking about technique. Like oh, the yeah. way in which mm-hmm. they handled that moment to make it look fanciful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful film. And I loved the confusion of it too. Yes. Intentional or not, I think it was. Because it you don't know if this is a flashback at first. I was like, whoa, the lighting is different, the colors are brighter, everything looks so much nicer. And then you cut back to like the grayness of the backyard yeah. and her cutting the the flowers. And I just thought that was so well done. It's like her with her friends and this like little girl. Yeah, and it was just so nice. And then after it shows all this great stuff, it cuts back to the neighbor who's like contemplating if she wants to do something back in her house and yeah. she's just turning the tv on like uh okay my question to you is have you ever been in that situation where you've you've heard a, a domestic violence mm. at all from neighbors or like sketchy shit and you had to call the cops and you're like god no, damn it I haven't. No. no usually for me it's like people partying too loud and i'm like i'm not gonna call the cops on that yeah <laughs> i don't want to deal with this shit but i will say i'm pretty scared of like like if I was in that situation, I wouldn't know what to do either because it's, it's kind of freaky because you can like, you could call the cops, they get there and she could be like, Oh no, everything's fine. And yeah. it's clear that she's being abused, but because she's in that situation, yeah, it's hard for her and to then, get out. And, and it's, just, that'll it's make, such a fucking it awful. It might make the whole situation worse. <sighs> it's tough. It's, it's good to like bring awareness to it. And I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't say something, you know, you see something, you say something. I understand that. And either way, this woman in this situation, she's going to be abused. So at least the cops know what's going on here. They might even be able to to assess what's going on themselves and just like, all right, guy, you're going to go. You're going downtown. And that could be the break she needs to get the fuck out of there. Right. Yeah. A lot of it's just like people need a place to go because they're stuck in that relationship. Right. They need somewhere else they can be. Question. Does watching Twin Peaks count as what you were just talking about? Like being <laughs> Explain. Well, the whole Leo and Shelly thing, right? Like that was an intense. Oh, that was very intense for, for yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they definitely um, touch on that in that in that show. But you do know that show is fake, right? Oh, it's not a documentary. Damn. I did it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the more test testicle no jared please let's talk about the more technical aspect of the film dan shots sound so like i said editing is fantastic um sound is great the the composition like you were you know it's jared brought up these kind of shotgun style um strips of land that they're on and Mm -hmm. framing that correctly really added to the film because it it gives you this sense of um, encumbrance and like being enclosed, maybe not claustrophobia, but like just 
isolation isolation just like clear border also like a clear like should i cross this border because then you like Mm -hmm. you have that one moment where they touch and they actually do cross the border but like it goes back to just being just very defined borders so i think the film is very much asking it's asking women to make that that touch or not just women but like the film does feel like it's targeting a woman audience right yeah i mean it's anybody right Yeah. yeah for sure just to speak up, but the idea that they are so close yet so far away from each yeah. other is what really, really hammers at home with these fences. So, exactly. So framing framing these fences is very, very, very important, and they, they did a very good job of it. Oh, no dialogue either in this film. Oh, yeah. It's a silent film. Duh. Yeah. There's no dialogue, and it gets all of this across, and it does such a good job. The editing is great. There's like they – re- they use a lot of really good close-ups mm-hmm. on establishing – different establishing shots of like the woman putting her hand on the railing as she goes up the stairs or like following her in certain moments, just following her feet. And I'm like, Oh, I love it so much. It's so fucking good. It's this movie is very stylized and uh, they're having a lot of fun with the camera work and it shows and it, it makes it for, it makes for a more engrossing film. Yes. Yes, it does. So yeah, final thoughts. I think this film was very, very good. It's, probably going to be in our considerations for short film yeah also the, what do you think about the music too it was good i so i thought it was good I, I thought it was serviceable until the end when the the music really starts to kick in mm-hmm. and we get that drone shot which we should have best drone <laughs> shots <laughs> yeah. we probably won't but uh but like that zoom out of that drone shot yeah. with that music combined together to to end the film was super super good yeah really fantastic um, but yeah, I encourage everyone to go watch it. It's only like seven minutes long. It's in it's in festival, like I said right now. So I'm thinking it's going to win some awards. It's go to a well film done. festival. Stop being uncultured. Yeah, go to a local film festival. They got they're they're doing shit all the time. Just go look it up. You can be as pretentious as us. Yeah, come on. Go to a film <laughs> festival and start a podcast. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Prove you're better than everyone else and us. <laughs> By going out there and supporting local film, all right? It'll make you feel good. Thank you, Suki, for submitting that film. Yes, excellent. Please send us more films. Dan, what's the next film? I'm so confused. The next film is Marty and Doug's New Religion. Um, Ah, We have redoed this once before, but it was in a web series format. Yeah, you fucking asshole. It was a web series format. Now he's (laughs) like, hey, did you know that uh, it's actually in film format too? So instead of watching six little vignettes, we got to watch a whole 40 minute stretch of of the film. And man, it was just as funny, if not funnier, the second time. You know, it was a real whole 40 minute stretch of my patience. I tell you what. Really? (laughs) No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love it. It's so good. Uh, so Greg Vorob sent this to us. Um, so when he pitched this to me, he's like, hey, you don't have to like review this if you don't want to. But he's like, I've sent it to other people, the full film version versus the series. And people have been doing like chats or other podcasts, like comparing and contrasting the two. Mm-hmm. And so then when he said that, I'm thinking, OK, maybe they've added some new stuff. Maybe there's some like they did. No, God damn it. <laughs> There's nothing. What the fuck do you want us to talk about? Nothing. Look, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Marty and Doug's New Religion. Go see it. It's it's on Greg Vorob. It's at Greg Vorob. V-O-R-O-B. It's like Vorob. Vorob. Go check it out on YouTube. It's free. It's there. Support 
independent films. It's really funny. Their writing is solid. The I think it works way better as a film. Yeah, I, no, I acting do too. is good too. I, I enjoy. I, it. I do agree. Like the the breaks were the the breaks were were not necessary. Like if the film, it, it, it needs to be like it, honestly. This film could be doctored to be a feature length film. Like there, there could be oh, yeah. like a a stronger um, line of narrative that gets drawn. It, like if you just write in a twenty minute narrative line that you could just add to it, but then keep all of the jokes that go along with it. Like this, it, the the thing with sketch comedy um, narratives that I know about is ju- the narrative. It just needs to be pencil thin. Like it, it, you could poke holes in the plot all you want because the plot is not the thing that matters. What matters is the sketches. And are you entertained, right? Yeah. As long as you have something that kind of keeps the sketches anchored very briefly, that can be something that gets you across a feature length film line. So I, I, I don't know if yeah. you guys, but because like this is an older film too. It was like from 2011. So I still think it holds up. They would have to refilm the whole thing over if if they went with that. But, you know, I demand that Greg Vorob get all of his friends together. I'm sure they've all moved on with their lives and live in different <laughs> continents. Bring them all together to make this film again, because I want it. And I know, Greg, you know, Timothy. So get him in there. <gasps> holy shit. Have Timothy be God. And <laughs> holy shit. I would throw money at you guys, like no joke. I'm not saying how much money, but money would be thrown at you. It could be pennies, but money will be thrown. Look, the sight gags are great. The comedy works. The acting is so fun. Like even the minor characters, the acting can be a little like intentionally over the top, but not cringy. And that's what I really like. Watching this again, I was picking up on jokes I didn't Mm -hmm. pick up, like laughing, still, still laughing at this stupid thing. It's been, I don't know, like eight months since we've seen it again, and I'm like, I'm laughing at the same shit. That's a pretty good sign that there's some comedy shit in here. So their writing is really solid. Uh, Their acting is really fun. So quickly, what the film is about, two slackers who live together want to start a religion of their own. So they can get chicks and money yeah. out of like very selfish reasons. Jesus shows up to convince them to not do it. And they take that as a sign from God that they should make a religion. It's really stupid. <laughs> they start fighting with the Catholic church who are like these secret service kind of part of guys. To me, that's my favorite part. The fact that the, the, the church so is, dumb. is like, they're like secret ops. Yeah. They <laughs> roast so religion pretty hard. Yeah, it's good. I mean, if you don't like that kind of thing, I definitely don't watch it. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was, it's just, it's super fun. Any closing thoughts, Stan, you can think of? Maybe any insights that you've gleaned or glimmed um, from watching it again? No, I, it just, it's still a very solid satire. Again, if you are not into what is being satirized, then don't, don't go for it. But yeah, in terms of just being a... The, like you were saying, the film the film works a lot better than the, just the miniseries. So I guess if you want to promote it more, I would I would go with the film. Yes, absolutely. I feel like there's just a, such a better flow going through yeah. it. I mean, I like the cartoon in the beginning, but have it there in the intro, you know, opening credits, and then let the film play out. Uh, it's much better than seeing it every single time you go to a new episode. And um, yes, of course, there's some framing issues. There's some blurriness sometimes, which we've covered before. But the charm and the comedy of this and the writing propels it yeah. so high up that it, it doesn't fucking matter. Like Dan was saying earlier, 
A few things I want to note is there's a scene where there's a British man who's like a stereotypical British man. He has a teacup and within the teacup is a plastic cup full of tomato juice. And he's like drinking. I thought that was really funny. And then there's a point where the two friends split up on their religion, like their religion diverges. And Which, they're both giving. That is one of the most brilliant it's parts so funny. of this. It's this really good satire. Film is how they divide because they can't yeah. agree on shit. Oh my god! Just the name of the religion causes them to split. Oh, and a girl. I think they're fighting yeah. over a girl too. And uh, they start giving these dual sermons that are exactly the same, but towards the end they change. Yeah. Into whatever like the name is, and like they kind of like put a flourish at the end. What a great satire of just showing like all religions are very similar and they're just like just slightly different. <laughs> they really they knew their stuff. I'm sure they don't know it now. I mean, like they're probably old. And they're like senile. <laughs> they, they just don't know anything now. But back then when they were young. Wow. They were really killing it. Yes. All right. Thank you, Greg. Send us something new next time. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Tell Tim I said hi. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Lewis Lampard sent us a film. Yes, it was called Survivor, or a.k.a. Man Screams in Woods for 40 Minutes. Hell yeah. That's also the name of my autobiography. <laughs> Jokes aside, um, it's not just Screaming in Woods, but he does spend a no, lot of time. No. He does spend a lot of time in pain. and um, The whole film is pain, Yes, right? It feels so, like pain and suffering is the name of the game. This film is a surrealist narrative that is just filled with filled with just insane imagery that just makes you think makes you ponder makes you 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 have to be wanting to think because if you are going into this thinking that um you're going to get a solid narrative you're not you're you're going to have no. to make the narrative up as you go in your head i mean the the first thing it says is a surrealist story yeah Right? Yes. In the description. Now, if you don't read the description and just watch the film like I did, you can pick up pretty fucking fast that this yes. is a surrealist story. Dan, how would you describe what this film is? This film is... Um, it's hard to say without, like, talking about specific images that I want to talk about. So, just in general, it's it's about the hardships of of life and how we kind of make problems for ourselves mm -hmm. while trying to solve other problems. And yeah, it, it's, it's very much in the vein of um, we're all kind of in it to win it and we're all surviving, but everybody has a hard battle they're fighting. Sometimes it's what we want that weighs us down. And you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes you just might find. Yes. The philosopher Jagger, the philosopher Jagger, he uh, told me once that um, uh, I was under his thumb. And um, yes, yes. After he got done uh, painting a door black. <laughs> <laughs> so this film is like a it's a visual representation of all the pain and suffering that a human can go through in their lives. It's yeah. almost like he's trapped in his head. I don't know. It's It's very strange because the film starts off with like. He's in a room and he's packing all the survival stuff. Yes. And he's trying to leave his house. W was he leaving a house where his parents were arguing? Because you can kind of hear some voices there. Possibly, yeah. This is, this is a younger man. And um, when he's packing up, 
For the longest time, they don't show his face. And it's obscured by hair. Do you think that's intentional? Possibly. Yes, his hair blocks it. Because it was driving me crazy. And I, <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional or not. What do you think? It may have been, but I thought it was a weird choice. I will say that. Yeah, just tie his hair up or something. Because like, I, I want to see the expressiveness of what's going on with this. Because it felt like, is this a reveal? And then when you finally see his face, I'm like, I don't know. It didn't feel like a reveal. I was confused by that. How did you feel about the the overall narrative of like what happens in this movie? Could you tell us a little so, bit? Okay, so what happens is he he wakes up in the woods. So we see him leave. If you're watching this, you want to take note of the things in his room because they show up later in the woods where he ends up in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he wakes up in the woods and his backpack has found its way up into this really high branch of a tree. And the whole film is him trying to get this backpack down, but being met with other obstacles. And obstacles, I'm going to use that term very loosely because they aren't necessary obstacles. Because like a lot of the things he's he wills himself to do, like sit down at the table with a glass of water or things like that. But objects are super important to this film. Like It's kind of like visual poetry. So all these questions that I have, okay, so what does the broken mirror represent? What does the backpack represent? Or why is he consistently tying to to the rope? That was, so that's strange, right? When he's tying himself to that rope? What's in the backpack? Um, yeah. What, <laughs> what's with that eraser head bird thing? Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, mwah, magnifique. So good. Anyway, so let's talk about a couple of these images. So... The backpack is up in the in the tree. Yeah. And he finds this swing, and the swing has, like, this really big, strong rope, and he ties a bunch of knots in it, and to get the... He throws it over the branch to try to pull the backpack down. He can't do it. It's like... It, the backpack is immovable. So he ties it around his waist, and he spends the majority of the film with this thing tied around his waist. So it's like the backpack is, is things that he's... His desire, his want. He needs the backpack. Yeah. And that is tethering him to reality right your needs and wants is what tethers you to reality but you have to try to push through them in order to attain them you have to like you have to work for them to get them down but he never succeeds in getting them down so you it, that to me says that you're constantly pursuing your truth you're constantly pursuing your your wants and needs and you get them, but at the same time, you're always going to need to pursue. So that's yeah. one thing. You know what was in that bag, Dan? What? Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little topical humor for you there, kids. Okay. It's funny because he is intentionally doing things that are going to harm him later. Yes. And while you're watching the film, you're like, what is fucking wrong with you? But it's like, think about how many times we do that or exactly. other people do that in their real life. Exactly. Where it's like, hey, uh, I accidentally cut myself on this mirror. Oh, I'll take a piece of it and put it in my pocket, my fucking breast pocket. Surely or, that won't wait, hurt me later. First of all, I cut myself on this mirror. And I have a huge gash in my hand. Let me like use my hand to hit something really hard. Yeah, or or <laughs> grab a rope with it. You're like, what are you doing? And it's, he keeps doing illogical things like that, but it makes sense within the context of this is his struggle mentally 
and maybe physically too, personified within the woods. Like this is like a realm he's in. So I really like pretty crazy. I really like the mise en scene of this film. Like I like how yeah. the other like his room shows up in the film. Like the table shows up in the middle of the forest. His dresser shows up in the middle of the forest, and then this fucking weird ass door shows up in the middle of it. Just it looks incredible. I love it. Oh, doors just like uh, the yesteryear. The yesteryear yeah. Uh, showdown in yesteryear, which is the Western we watched. I just want to, I don't know why, but we've been seeing a lot of standing doors leading to different realms. Okay. I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but just, you know, note it down. Illuminati confirm. (laughs) Illuminati. (laughs) Those Illumas are so naughty. So Mm. let's talk a little bit more about some of these things. So he, he puts that, that mirror in his breast pocket and he hurts himself. And again, like he, about halfway through the movie, he is, screaming in pain for the majority of the film yes <laughs> like, he's in he's he's incredible pain and um along the way he finds this discarded baby bird thing it's a naked yeah, bird it's like a dead chicken yeah and he picks it up and puts it in a box and i'm still not 100 percent. like what is what is that what what is this this image to you jared I don't know, but there's so much, I feel like it just depends on who's watching it, what you're going to get out of it. Same thing with us analyzing the different scenes and like us extrapolating on what we think is going on. It's it's really just to exercise the mind. I'm sure the director has very specifically thought out what each scene I'm sure, I'm him. sure, I'm sure he does, but I want to know what you... What I think... I don't know. It's like a, the gruesomeness of like nature yeah. and, and like youth. And it's like, fuck, there's this like sad dead bird and he wants to help it. And he doesn't know how. So he's like, I'll just put it in a box. Cause that's like what we do to dead things. We like, we bury them. We put them away. Right. And there's a whole symbolism of him digging later on too. Um, and it's like burying the past or burying like things in your mind, putting them away. That's that's basically where I I was taking it as well. Like I, it felt like because it's so fleshy and so so just disgusting. Like and, and also so innocent. It's fleshy and innocent. So it's almost as if to me it's like the cruelty of of life. We see like tragedy happen to youth all the time, and it, yes. that's just one of the things that we have to deal with. In addition to chasing our desires and making life harder for ourselves, mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't know. It's it's weird. So it could be his own tragedy True. that he is filing away. He's like, oh, look at this really terrible memory. I'll put it in a box. That's a good idea. Send that fucking thing away. I don't want to look at that thing anymore. Do you know how many naked dead chickens I have in my head then? <laughs> if I had a nickel. <laughs> For every ang- angry naked angie. dead chicken. <laughs> angie. I don't know if they're angie. They could I be. think they're solemn. So Dan... Let's discuss more of the technical side of this. I think this film was very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the effects in this are so cool. Like the rain effect. Was that real rain? How did they do it? I don't know. It might have been. Right? They did such a good job with that. And I loved like how after it rains, because he's hiding under this dining room table mm-hmm. and the rain is coming down on him, but it, the, the table is set. So then when it's done raining, the cups are still full of water. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really fun from the rain and everything. Who is that man that shows up and gives him a lantern? I don't know. Isn't that like a helping hand? Like, who is this helping figure that shows up to him in the darkness is like, hey, take this lantern. 
I also like I also like the image of the guitar as well. Like yeah, just taking yeah. a moment to just like express. Yes, artistically, yeah, yeah, what you're feeling. <laughs> because it's it's in direct contrast to him screaming. Like it's the only other sound that we get. It's another outlet, I guess, right? So there is dialogue in this, but unfortunately I couldn't understand a lot of the dialogue. And there was no subtitles. Mm. So I'd say my main critique for this is put subtitles on this film. Please, I wanted to know what this guy was saying because I feel like it's pretty crucial to what's going on in the film. Mm. Uh, did you struggle with that at all? Am I alone in this? I, yeah. <laughs> if you look at it without the dialogue, it, it becomes this interesting silent film. Yeah, like that's if, that's essentially how I treated it. Like, you know what I mean? Like the dialogue to me, because there's not much dialogue, and it wasn't. From what I remember, from what I heard, it wasn't important enough for me to remember because what what I okay. remembered more so was just the 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 bizarre visuals, the surrealist yeah. like look of this film. Okay, so my final thing I would ask you then. Uh, first, I'll say this film is excellent. It's very yeah. good. I enjoyed it. It's a little long. That's mm. probably my other. I mean, I say that for fucking every goddamn movie. But yeah, it's forty-one minutes. We could have gotten to the core of it quicker, I think. But what I'll what I'll ask you, Dan, is the final scenes where he puts that jet, like the jacket and the hat and the scarf on. What do you think is going on there? mentally with because i don't does he ever get the backpack no i don't think he ever does like what do you think that means to the character when he's leaving he's like leaving this world with just these things he is preparing to to confront society so like everything that i saw in this film prior to him suiting up was internal struggle and basically what I thought the suiting up was like, I'm putting on a face now and I'm leaving my mind mm. so I can partake in society. And nobody knows, nobody knows the past 40 minutes that I just went through. Yeah. They only see yeah. me in my beanie and scarf. That's right. Beanie scarf. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Final thoughts, Sam. What do you think? I agree with you. It's a little long, but the visuals are incredible. And like, I just, the, the image of a back like a backpack that can very easily be moved like but is is completely immovable it's that i love that so much i, I thought that was yeah. a really good choice um i worth the watch but it, it is you know, unless you are ready for a 40 minute surrealist i i think if you're in a theater watching this i think it could be really interesting yeah it's it's very art house very art house. Yes. Very like you, you have to be ready for pure cinema in order for for to to get any enjoyment out of it. Cinema. No, I know what you mean. It's a mood. It's a vibe. Um, it's not for everyone. I think this film is fantastic. It's so well done. Yes, it is. The idea of a character doing something intentionally wrong or hurting themselves when they could do something that's obviously correct or better to you while you're watching it and you getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. And then once you realize why it's that way and then, is fucking really smart. Then you it's realize really good. that you are that character and you do that shit all the time. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, that everyone does this shit. Now the, the problem is if people don't connect those dots, they just see a character doing dumb shit and you're like, why would you tie this rope around yourself and drag it on this tree over and over again and hurt yourself? Oh, 
I forgot to say this. Like there's a, there's a scene where he, he takes off his shirt and you can see the rope indentation because he's been like, it's not, he's been doing it super hard for a long time that it's just, it's completely just enshrouded his skin and put an indentation. It's, it's so good. And they show those six pack abs, you know, Mm, I really was, I was drawn into the narrative then. Yes. Mm. Washboard with my face. Oh yes. My clothes are dirty. Mr. President. Guys, you can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can um, find us on threads at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. Dates, dates, and links. Throw us your films. Throw, yeah. throw them to us. We will watch them. Uh, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Please review us on iTunes or other places you review. It helps us, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, celebrate the New Year's <laughs> right by listening to a couple assholes talk about it. And tune in next week for our recap reward show. 36th annual. <laughs> second annual celebration <laughs> reward show. Um, the reward show for 2023. We are looking forward to it. Our list is huge. I'm still yes. making mine. Um, I'm hoping to get mine done by the end of this week. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great fun. It's going to be great fun. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. I'm going to hopefully make laurels again, uh, this time with uh, both of my hands instead of one, because last time I was oh, yeah. attacked by a cat. <laughs> I literally made those laurels with one hand. I like to, you know, I'm not bragging. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, just thank you. Right, Dan? Yes. You have the final word. Oh, do I? Let me just go over here to this door. Just shit himself. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell.